And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I am so excited for this episode of DDT Podcast. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Doc, I feel like you have an entire chocolate shop just just outside of camera view. What exactly do you have that you are snacking on? Well, the the thing that's currently in my mouth and in my hand is, is sort of like a, a milk chocolate truffle. But the inside is like this paste um, that's like mixed with walnuts. And in this paste is definitely some bourbon. It's some sort of home recipe bourbon walnut truffly thing. And it was made by one of um, Mrs. Manson's co-workers. And it is delicious. Mm. And I also just had a uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Bell... And some double chocolate chocolate chip cookies that Mrs. Manson made. So, uh, I'm a disgusting slob. How are you? Is, is, is that dinner? Is dinner just an assortment of treats? No, dinner was Taco Bell. Where is there even a Taco Bell near you? Is it on campus? No. I had to drive far away from me. Um, Did you drive near me to go to Taco Bell and then drive back? Where's near you? No, I don't think so. I went out to um, that place where, like, we would go sometimes, where the mall is. Yeah. That's near you? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. You're on the other side of that town, huh? Okay. Yeah, hey, how you doing? All right. I came home. You know, Mrs. Matthews is at a work thing until, like, possibly, like, 9 o'clock. So I came home, you know, just figuring I'd relax until it was time to podcast, not knowing that you would be 10 or 15 minutes down the road. What did you have at the Taco Bell? I can't believe you had a Taco Bell. I had a chicken quesadilla. It was delicious. Okay. Was it gluten-free? No. Was it dairy-free? No. So are we on a time limit with this podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. All uh-huh. right. So Taco Bell and then chocolates and brownies and cookies. Also not gluten-free. All right. So have I'm you looking just, to wreck myself. Have you just given up the ghost on that, or? No, I just, I cheat from time to time. Okay. That's and I gotta tell you, these glutenful cookies, nothing like them. John Panette, was, who was a stand-up before he died far too early, had said, I don't know what gluten is, but apparently it's delicious. True that, because everything without it is not. Um, we have 15 emails. A baker's dozen! A baker's dozen and then some. Now, one of them is a cheat because, well, no, I guess, I guess you could say two of them are cheats. One of them is obviously spam, but I, I wanted to keep it on there. So what you're saying is we have a baker's dozen emails. Yes. And one of them is, is if somebody did email us twice. But at the same time, it is 15 emails. So, a baker's dozen! Plus two. Yes. Uh, how has your week been? It's been okay. Kind of busy. Work's been, you know, work. How about yourself? 
Uh, it has also been busy. You know, the holidays are over. How was your holiday? Speaking of, we haven't we haven't um, chatted you know, since then. It was I, fine. I went to I, the in-laws. I saw all the emails. What time did you actually eat? I don't know. Six. I'm gonna I'm gonna say six o'clock. That someone needs to tell them that Thanksgiving dinner does not need to be a dinner. I like Mrs. Manson said to them like you know maybe next time we could eat like you know two o'clock and her father was like but that means the turkey'd have to be in at 10 a.m and we were like yeah and like the rest of everyone in america having that bird in the oven at 10 a.m doesn't seem like a big deal Seems like a big deal when you're him and you don't get out of bed until 11 o'clock on the weekends. That, but That thing, that baffles me that there are people who still, like older people who still sleep in that late. Like, is he I, up till four in the morning? I don't think so. Working on his crocheting? No idea what he does or why he's up that late in the mornings, but that, there it is. How is there the food? Is. How is the food? Um, Subpar. It was a brined turkey, but it was actually, whether it was over brined or overcooked, I don't know, but it was, it was too dry. Um, there was no gravy because apparently they don't make gravy. Um, the cranberry sauce was homemade and disgusting. Sorry, Mrs. Manson, but I, I'm telling you, like, they've got to put at least, like, this is probably not a joke. You would have to put at least five times as much sugar in there as they do before it would even approach like edible. If as far as I'm concerned, um, the dressing was okay, but full of disgusting things like mushrooms. Um, they made me a nice risotto since I can't really have a lot of the stuffing, but then they also filled that with disgusting things like mushrooms and, yeah, I think that was dinner. So, so right. good. How and was I'm your assu- dinner? I'm assuming because it was late, you did not out go out to get your Sono sound bar and all of the things that last week you said you wanted. That is correct. I mean, we didn't eat dinner until after those stores had been open. Like, we weren't swinging home until stores were thinking about closing on Thursday night. Like, do you bring Oscar with you to yes. the in-laws house? Okay. That makes more sense because I was like, wait, you need to be home by 730. But if he's oh, no. there. He comes. He comes. He likes it there. You know, he gets love and attention and there's another dog and, you know, it's nice for him. But, yeah. I, you know, I did end up ordering a sound bar. I got it on um, Amazon. I wasn't able to, you know, test out the bar by itself. But I decided I was just going to get the bar and the subwoofer and spend a ton of money. And uh, so I did that, and it sounds great. And, uh, yeah. I We don't often talk money, but I just need to know. When you say a ton of money, I'm just – I think $1,000 is a ton of money. Did you spend less than a ton of money or more than a ton of money? I spent approximately a ton of money. Wow. Uh-huh. Sound is very important to you. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I'm, I'm telling you, there are people that just hear things differently than others because I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my mind would be blown if I heard a regular TV and then a TV with a 
ton of money soundbar, but hey, if it doesn't matter to you, whatever. I I I think that there's no I don't know. I could be wrong on this, but I feel like there is no way you could listen to my television and then listen to this sound system and not say, wow, that sounds different. Now, whether or not you would say that sounds a ton of money better. Probably not. Again, that's all that's at that point about priorities Mm -hmm. and, and, and where you sort of prioritize that experience. But I do think if you listen to them side by side, you would definitely say, Yes, that sounds different. Yes, that sounds better. But when it comes down to the value proposition is probably where you'd be like, but this in no way makes any sense to me. And frankly, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't think like you're like a uh, some sort of Cretan or or scrub or I can't think what the right word is. But, you know, just because you don't troglodyte. Yeah, there you go. Like, I don't Meandertal. think Neanderthal. Yeah, just different things for different... I was going to say different strokes for different folks. That's really not quite what I mean. Um, but, you know, if it's not important to you, it doesn't matter. I mean, what else? Again, I, I think I have... With maybe the exception of when we live together, I don't know that I've ever really had supreme sound. So I, I probably don't know what I'm missing. I think when you experience supreme sound, you probably find it difficult to go back to... And don't get me wrong, like, theoretically, I probably could have built a much better sounding system for the amount of money that was spent if I was willing to put it together piecemeal with a receiver and wired speakers and so on. But frankly, I I wanted the ease. I wanted the neatness. I wanted the cleanliness Um, outside of, you know, connecting it to power. And I I suppose the soundbar connects by hdmi also so there's two cables there but like the subwoofer wireless other than the power so like you don't have to connect it back to the main system you don't have to uh it's just it's got that wife approval factor you know what i mean in that it's not making the living room look like some sort of technological mess you know what i mean and hey what you choose to spend, like you said, what you choose to spend your money on is your own business. So after all this time, I I just, you know, I had a relatively inexpensive television for the last 10 years. I finally upgraded that to a really nice OLED display earlier this year. And I've been just using, um, I've just been using the in television speakers since then. And they sounded pretty good. I actually stopped using, because I had a sound bar, a much less expensive sound bar um, with the previous television, but I stopped using it because actually I thought the television speakers in the new television sounded at least on par with the old soundbar, if not better in some ways. So I, 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 I just completely stopped using that. But at this point, like the picture is so nice and it really, it really shown to me during Shocktober when I was watching it every night and watching these horror movies with a lot of darkness and those inky blacks, like that, that, that infinite contrast of the OLED screen is just, it's so nice, especially when you are watching dark, you know, film. And just the visual experience was such that I just I just was like, man, I've got to I've got to get the full sort of it. And don't get me wrong, this is not a surround sound system. I'm not like again, it's not like a, some ridiculous theater experience. You for this amount of money I spent, you could have made a better sounding system with wired speaker parts. Like, I get that, but 
it's such an improvement over what was there. And, and on top of that, the thing that finally convinced me was not just Shocktober, but more recently in the evenings will be like, you know, uh, Mrs. Manson will be on the laptop. I'll be on my iPad. The, the dog will be sort of just sitting there with us on our laps or whatever. And more and more recently, we've just sort of been turning on the television and turning on um, some like streaming music on Apple Music or Spotify or something. And we were listening to it out of the television speakers. And that was the thing that really convinced me because I was sitting there listening to that music coming out of the television. And I was like, I could go upstairs right now, have, and I could have such a much better music listening experience going upstairs with my headphones and my amp and like what I have in the office is so excellent. But then I'd be removing myself from the family. I'd be removing myself from the dog. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know, why not have that pleasurable experience down here in the living room as well? And again, did I spend more money than I probably should have? Yeah, I did. But in all fairness, I did save myself, I don't know, uh, $200 or so thanks to the sales that were going on. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Overall... Well, and, it's, and again, it's the price you pay for the enjoyment. If you're going to listen to music or watch TV there every night for two or three years, and you're going to wind up getting, you know, a good amount of enjoyment out of that, then it's worth it. And the thing that I also really liked about this system was, um, again, the subwoofer actually was the majority of that cost. The soundbar itself was three fifty. Um, so the rest of it, the sound, the the subwoofer was. More was basically double the price of the soundbar. Um, and I wasn't 100% sure if I needed it or not. But again, it was on sale and there was it was such a proportion. I was like, ah, let's just go ahead. And I got to say, man, that subwoofer is freaking amazing. Like the space we that we have, we were watching a show. It was just a cartoon uh, on Netflix, Big Mouth. And there's just this one scene. It's sort of just like a dream sequence where... Somebody comes out of somewhere and blasts somebody else with a shotgun. And when that shotgun went off, I was legitimately startled by the noise coming out of that subwoofer. Like, it sounded freaking awesome. Um, we don't need to do this now. But yeah. I do think there's a market for a podcast in which, you know, you kind of go through all of this. Because maybe even... You know, a podcast where you would explain to somebody, obviously not me, but explain to somebody who might not know what exactly a subwoofer is or what it does. Again, not me. I clearly know it woofs Yeah, I mean, you know that a subwoofer provides that low frequency response, which is just sort of a, a, a fancy way of saying augments the bass, which is, you know, that, that very low tone uh, sound. That is a one component of music. You might think of it music as being, you know, highs, mid tones, and lows, yeah. and the lows being bass is where the subwoofer comes. So for a home theater experience, it's what gives that deep sort of rumble that you feel in your chest when an explosion happens in an action film. But sure. for music, it's what makes it's what makes a cello actually reverberate in a way that you could swear maybe you were in the concert hall and actually get that sort of physical experience as opposed to that very sort of non-present bass 
that you get from just a standard set of headphones. You know what I mean? Um, it can be a much more physical sort of thing when properly filled. Uh, Again, anyways, you don't need to explain. No, no, that no. To I me. know I don't. I know I don't. I was just saying in general. That's what you would explain to someone. If there were anyone listening to sure. this, that's who like, to that's, know. Because again, I could have told you it's that low-level bass sound. So when you're in a concert hall and you're eating Jello, you can hear the music as it's being played. Absolutely, I, I totally got it. You can see the music in the Jello. I think is even what you're going for there. Absolutely, so. the treble clef and the eighth uh, notes a- and all. It's of so that. good, so good. We're going to go to our first email because this is an email from Seahawk from last week. With Black Friday deals already kicking off this week. My first impulse buy was WWE 2K19. What are you guys going to be looking for during this week? Now, again, he meant this for last week, but he sent it too late. You clearly did that. I'm trying to figure out what exactly I bought. I bought some shirts. We also bought shirts. I bought, (coughs) excuse me, I bought some uh, Christmas gifts uh, for people. Um, I have bought zero gifts for people other than myself. But, uh, yeah, I didn't go for anything this year. Even video games. I had this list of video games. Black Friday came and went. Cyber Monday came and went. And I didn't even it didn't even enter my mind. I haven't played Fortnite in a while. We got Hulu. I'm watching Blackadder. I'm watching A Bit and Fry and Lori. I'm just watching Who's Line from the UK. So I haven't even I, – I didn't feel the need for anything this year. Maybe because cool. I bought this microphone and these this cords and this mixer, so maybe that was my... Which I still think you haven't quite dialed in, may I add. It's so, it's so sensitive, and I just hear, like, several... Like, I just hear everything on your desk now in a way that we never used to before. I, I don't <clears> know what's going on. Bill, I... Bill, are you listening? Help him! Help DC! I will, I will reach out to Bill Neville and say, hey... I, I don't know what's going on, but one of these one I will of these say, knobs at the moment, it sort of sounds direction. pretty good. I'll be interested to see how this episode ultimately sounds. We've had no... I've hadn't, I haven't heard anyone majorly complaining, so it must be at least somewhat okay. All right. Our next email comes from Pataki Baloo, and it is titled, Learn Astrology. Just watch. It very easy to know the future. And then there's a link that I'm not going to click on. I'd just like to point out that this was sent to Jack Gruber 82 to us, to Taviziri, to, to Plot Spackle Podcast, and to Photo Focus, Photo Focus Podcast. I swear uh, to God, Pav, if you're behind this. <laughs> we haven't heard from Pav. I, I have to tell you, I feel a little guilty about that. You should! I'm afraid I may have pushed Pav a little too far and that maybe he's now not emailing us because I, – was I mean? Was I was I cruel and unusual? Were saying you? I was going to call are him you, Are you honestly even asking? To, was saying I might have to contact the Birmingham or Birmingham <laughs> Police Department <laughs> for identity theft. Was that too much? Pav, I'm sorry, Pav. Hopefully he hears that apology. Uh, All right. Um, I'm going to assume that most topics are going to get covered here. So let's just continue on. 
Uh, our next email comes from Mags and Bags, a.k.a. Darren, and it is called Holidays. Zdravo, DC? Zdravo. What's that mean? I think it's Russian for hello. Hello. I think. Seeing as Christmas is quickly approaching, I'd be interested in hearing about your favorite Christmas-themed movies. My favorites are Bad Santa, because who doesn't like the image of Santa, an elf, and a kid named Thurman Merman getting punched in the nuts? Elf, watching James Caan becoming overwhelmed with Christmas spirit is a joy, plus maple syrup with everything. Home Alone 1 and 2, who doesn't love watching two thieves get their comeuppance from a boy in a booby-trapped house? Regards, Darren, a.k.a. Mags, sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. Um, I think the one glaringly obvious missing answer here is... Die Hard. <sighs> Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Uh, let's see, what were you going to say? Uh, it takes place name? at Christmas, but as we've talked about on this show, I don't think that's enough to make it a Christmas-themed movie. Are, are you going with Christmas Vacation? Are yes. you going with Nightmare Before totally Christmas? I'm totally going with Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is such an excellent film. Like, it, it really is. I feel like five years ago, that movie was like, building online and like to meme status where people were like this is a modern sort of classic film and i feel like it's died off a bit since then but man that film those moose mugs that squirrel uh the sledding sequence uh kidnapping your boss uh, there's just so much to love about christmas vacation if dc have you seen christmas vacation have you seen it recently I was pretty sure I have seen it, though hearing you describe it, none of that sounds familiar. Chevy Chase, dressed up as Leatherface and Jason, sort of all at the same time with a chainsaw, threatening his neighbors. Elaine is in it. Elaine? Julia Louis-Dreyfus Elaine? Correct, yeah. Okay. She's the neighbor. Um, She's one of the yuppie neighbors. I've seen the the regular vacation. Okay, I would say that this is the best of the vacation. But movies. I but I'm now I'm now thinking maybe I have not seen Christmas Vacation. I like it. I like Christmas Vacation quite a bit. I've been I've been struggling with this. The way because... that man reacts when he drinks that eggnog just makes me want to drink my own cup of eggnog. You have your own cup of eggnog? I mean, not currently, but. I've already finished off a carton of eggnog this season, if that's what you're asking. That's what I was asking. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I have very little Christmas spirit. I and feel I like that is 100% accurate. You Grinch. I Now, granted, I would like to go see the new Grinch movie. So would I. Directed by, co-directed by Scotty Mose. Um, so when we going? Let's uh, set up a double date here. Okay. All right. Let's go Saturday what morning. What are you doing this weekend? Um, not seeing GQ. He wanted to do something on Sunday. Well, in fairness, I, I, I was confused <laughs> by that. We talked about this a little bit before the show, GQ. I was confused by the text that you had sent. I thought 
that you and damn it. 2357. I thought that you at DC already had plans to hang out. I w- no. I was very – something about the order of those te- – you talked about how your text message, the first one, came in later. I don't yeah, know if, the, maybe, if some maybe something else came, came out later. of order, but something about that just didn't make sense to me. Anyways. anyways. I'm getting a new phone. That's exciting. Hooray. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like I'm writing down 2357. I do feel like I I am lacking in Christmas spirit. The 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 apartment complex is decorated, the trees, the leasing office is decorated. It's lovely. I enjoy that. We we are probably going to be decorating at some point this weekend. I am looking forward to that. But overall, I I, I do. I feel like like, I think I may have said this on last week's show. I could skip Christmas entirely and not be that upset about it. Was that the but name I of a movie? Watch the movie? Skipping Christmas or something? Maybe. I do enjoy Elf. I do enjoy uh, Home Alone 1. Yeah. Although, again, I don't often think of that as a Christmas movie. I forget that it even takes place at Christmas. I don't think I've ever seen Bad Santa, if I'm being honest. No, I haven't and, seen Bad Santa either. And uh, I will make a point of trying to find Christmas Vacation. Because I should watch it. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Honestly, I don't know if you'll like it if you don't have any nostalgia for it. Um, but I think, at least having grown up with it, that it's sort of like for me, my generation, or, or maybe just for me, maybe not a generation, maybe just for like me. My, we have the same generation. I am three days older than. You. I think it's my we are of the same generation. That's true, but I was t- I was just speaking generally. But I do feel like it is my Christmas story. Like I feel like that was a movie sure. that like my parents loved, even though it was probably a little late for them. For I enjoy life. a Christmas story far more than my wife does. She hates that movie. I like do too. Poison. Actually, I hate it. I can't watch it. I at love. All. I lo- I. There are certain parts because when we used to go to extended family's house. Uh, it was always on because it was that 24 hours of a Christmas story, which I find amazing that that was allowed to be a thing. We're going to play the same movie 12 times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, since I am the horror expert, I'm just going to quickly say um, there are a few Christmas themed horror movies. Um, there is a classic slasher series called Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is. I've heard of that. Pretty messed up. And honestly pretty freaking terrible i think the first film is probably the best one out of all of them and even that one i'm not sure i would recommend um it's basically about somebody who has something very traumatic happen to them on christmas when they're younger they have a life of you know sort of dealing with that but then something happens in adulthood where they are basically as part of a job sort of forced to dress up as a store Santa Claus and they sort of have a mental break and they go on a slashing spree. Um, again, not a very good film, but there are a couple of, I believe that I believe a, 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 at least a woman who is nude from, from, from the waist up, I believe she is impaled on the antlers of a, a mounted deer I believe. I think that's the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's like, okay. it's a memorable scene. But outside of that, I'm not sure there's much to recommend there. To be um, fair, if if you take away the, the you know, if you were trying to explain to an alien Christmas, <laughs> it could sound terrifying. Sure. 
Absolutely. A man is going to come in through your chimney and leave things for you. And also take the tidings that you have left for him. Yes, you need to, yes, you need to give him, like, you need to present gifts to him to earn his favor. Or if you are on the naughty list, you know, again, I can see where some people might be like, Christmas is kind of creepy. I'm not that way. I just find, and again, this is my Grinch Scrooge. Yeah. I find Christmas to be a lot of obligation without a lot of, no, that's not true. I find it to be a lot of obligation, and I dislike that. Yeah, I mean, and then just a more recent film in 2015, Michael Doherty directed a film called Krampus. Um, oh yeah, which uh, has Adam wasn't Scott. Kevin, What's that? Wasn't Kevin Smith going to do a Krampus movie? He and was, then, and then that that came out. So then they were going to change the name. Hmm. Yeah, that Krampus movie is very good. Um, I like Adam Scott. He's a little tongue in cheek. It's it treats itself very seriously, but of course, a lot of what happens in it because of the setting is somewhat comical. It has great uh, visuals, and I think the atmosphere it sets up is very neat. And honestly, in terms of like a real solid visual piece, um, Krampus is highly recommended. Is Adam Scott the guy from? Parks and Rec? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he played... Well, who was he on Parks and Rec? Uh, he was the... Ben. Uh, what's it? Ben. Ben. Yes, that's it. That was his name. Yep. I've seen one entire episode, but I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember Rob Lowe. Yes. Yeah. Chris, All I right, think our, his name was. Our next email comes from Mitchell, and it's called Switcheroo. Here's a fun question for you. Let's say you two had to swap jobs for a week. How would that go, and what would be the end result? I'm pretty sure it would end up with neither of us working. Probably. Um, let's say that everybody was okay with it, and we weren't just going to be fired based off of the fact that um, somebody else is filling in for us. Um, I think I think I could manage a room full of second graders seven-year-olds for a week however mm, you know what i'm gonna take that back i don't (laughs) think i could manage a room of seven-year-olds for a week i think they would destroy me to be fair you could manage this particular group i am very fortunate this year to have a very good group i think I think you would be just fine with this group, but I can think of other years where they would just eat you alive. I think I would just be like, hey, you want to watch television for a week? (laughs) What kind of shows do you like? Everybody take out their iPad. Do you want to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night? (laughs) Well, that I know is inappropriate. Um, But Don't Open Till Xmas is another excellent slasher film. This one is about a a slasher who goes around murdering anybody that he finds in a Santa outfit. Um, Harder to find than Silent Night, Deadly Night, but probably overall a better film, if less remembered. I think I would walk into your office (laughs) and I would sit down. Uh Uh-huh. That would be it. (laughs) Uh, you know what? I think you'd do all right. You would. 
I mean, admittedly, I'd have to, you know, you'd have to be able to log into my email, but people would come to you with their various issues and you would, you would direct them. You'd be like, they'd be like, oh, I can't come to lab today because blah, 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 blah. And you'd be like, okay, well go to the next one. And they'd be like, okay. And I think you, I think you could manage that. I think you'd do that. All right. I, I think if if you had a spreadsheet, maybe I could I could you know put a schedule together for maybe like one person. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think then, anybody's going to be expecting you to write a new lab exercise. But I think you could get away with a week in my job without having to do any of those sorts of duties. I, I think I'd walk into like the meetings of your staff and I'd be like, "All right, what do you think's on the agenda?" Sounds good. See you next week. And in all fairness, I really try to, uh, not only do I try to not micromanage my people, I go out of my way to almost not manage them at all. (laughs) That sounds bad. But when we go into these meetings, like when something comes up, I am like, all right, and what do you think we should do? And almost anything that they say, like, we don't get me wrong, we might workshop it a little bit, but for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, give it a shot. You know what I mean? Like, I want them sure. to feel like they're creatively invested in solving the problems that arise in their work lives. Because I feel like if I just dictate to them, this is how you're going to do it, this is, w-, and, th- I, and I don't care what you think, I just feel like that would be a very unfulfilling position for them. Well, and, and studies show that across buy-in is necessary across the board in any job. And in order, while I don't know what the rest of the emails will get to... If I had to try to find a way to tie this into wrestling, I'm not sure right now. You don't have to. Okay. (laughs) Either way, it it works in all professions. What were you going to say about wrestling? Come on, don't let me dissuade you so easily. I I was going to say, it's funnier that way. True. I was going to say that I don't know that WWE has a lot of their talent buying into what's going on. I think if they had it, they were like, here. Why don't you bring us some ideas? We can't guarantee we're going to go with them, but what do you think should be happening with your character right now? What would you like to do? And again, you see that with the New Day. The New Day, I can't say they're setting the world on fire, but clearly they have a very you know wide berth with their character. Do pretty much whatever you want, and they're clearly very happy. So yep. and they're very I'm popular. not sure if that you know I'm not sure if that's the case with Dean Ambrose or Drew McIntyre or Finn Balor or any of those people right now so that's fair that is you fair. Know, and, and again even with even with kids you want them to buy in so there's certain times where like we came up with the rule like we came up with the rules of our classroom together rather than saying here are the things you're gonna do I'm like how would you like this room to work and to be fair, they came up with like four or five rules, and after a week, we sat down and looked at them, and they were like, this isn't working. And I was like, well, not really. <laughs> so let's let's tweak that. But honestly, like for a week, I think I might be like, okay, folks, you can, uh, who wants to read? Who wants to write? Who wants <clears> to? <throat> I, well, that's it. You could sit down with them and say, okay, so what does your day usually look like? And they'd explain to you, we do this and this and this. And here's what spelling looks like, and here's what math looks like. And I think you'd be like, okay, would you like to do some science at some point? And they would be like, don't ever leave. Tell Mr. <laughs> Matthews never to come back. Because I have to tell you, I feel really bad about this, but just the way of the world with curriculum, I have really yet to teach science, and it's December on Saturday. What if I were just to show them how to make slime? Like from just household 
they know how to make slime. They <laughs> really they live in slime. Oh, I had people not in my class, but there was a slime convention cool. at the local casino that people went to in my building. I mean, no, I mean, no offense, but when you're seven years old, that is science, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've we've done various things, but like we have not opened the science curriculum yet. Okay. What well, out of curiosity, what does quote unquote the science curriculum look like once it is cracked we, open? The, it is it is new this year. Okay. We're, we're just starting to it. Um there's gonna be a unit on matter, which would incorporate slime. Um there's gonna will be Will you a teach unit... them about like atoms? Mm-hmm. Chemical structures no no but we we talk about the stages of matter oh okay Solids, like liquid and, and solid and gas we we do introduce them to the concept of atoms and molecules i enjoy doing that by having them play the atoms okay what do you think the atoms look like as a solid and they all crash into each other at high speeds and then i say what would you look like as vapors and they all float around do you guys do plasma i no not as such but i will we used to make – we used to tie it in with Dr. Seuss Day mm. and I would read Bartholomew and the Ublek and we would make a non-Newtonian yeah, fluid. Yeah, yeah, Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So, right. And I, they would have to use what they know about matter to try to tell me, is it a solid, is it a liquid? Like would you would you introduce the concept of like temperature talking about the states of matter? We talk about like freezing again. I try to do matter in the winter because then we can yep. bring it. I, I brought in. I filled a giant Rubbermaid tote with. Do you snow. ever ask them like, "Here's a container full of snow. When it melts, do you think you'll have more or less in the yes. container?" Yes, but what I didn't realize is that there was a crack, <laughs> and so I just made a giant mess in my classroom. That's awesome. <laughs> I came in the next day and there was. We there was no liquid at all, That's awesome. and the floor was wet. That's awesome. All right, uh, our next email comes from Jeremy, and it's called Napalm in the Morning. What happened to Lars? Did I skip one? Nope, I no. did. <laughs> I recently read an article about how researchers in the UK and Malaysia are developing a way to send digital smells through the internet. Currently planned to be used in dating apps. Oh, they are working on such intoxicating aromas as fruity, woody, and minty. The idea is that, along with 3D technology, it would be possible to have a multi-sensory experience digital date with someone anywhere in the world. It would only be a matter of time until podcasters would incorporate this technology. What would DDT Pod smell like? What about other podcasts? Scent from my heart. First of all, clever scent. It is it, the scent from it was very yeah. clever. But first of all, if we're trying to look into a multi-sensory experience digital date, why in the world are we focusing on smell? I mean, there are certain things that smell intoxicating i would say yes but shouldn't we be addressing another sense first probably and here's the thing i don't understand and maybe i need to read this research but i don't understand what a digital smell is like are you just talking about a device with literal chemicals that produce smells and just you can so. send a a a 
command to this device to emit a smell. Right? It's not actually a digital smell. It's a real smell, but it's simply commanded through a digital request. That's what we're describing here, I presume, right? There's no other way to smell other than through chemicals coming into contact with the receptors in your nose. So I, I don't know if this is the article Jeremy read. I, I wish he had provided a link. But this is one from NBCNews.com, and I'm just reading one of the paragraphs okay. to the scientist in the room. In real life, odors are transmitted when airborne molecules waft into the nose, prompting specialized nerve cells in the upper airway to fire off impulses to the brain. Does that sound right? I know you're not a smell doctor. Accurate. So I'm not, ask, I'm not asking you to, like, judge the science necessarily. No, no, I mean, that's... In terms of, you know, layman's terms, that is accurate. In the recent experiments performed on 31 test subjects in Malaysia, researchers used electrodes in the nostrils to deliver weak electrical currents above and behind the nostrils where these neurons are found. And then it says the researchers were able to evoke 10 different virtual odors, including fruity, wordy, and minty. And there's a picture of a woman sitting in a chair being leaned back and a guy literally with some sort of uh it would be the electrode upper nose. Yeah, that's that's never going to take off. <laughs> yeah. I would almost think it would be like there would be like something that you put into your computer that has it's almost like one of those Febreze then those things plug into your totally wall. exist. They've been talking about like incorporating that into like video games for the last decade at least. Sure. I don't know if you, you probably what haven't movies? been, but like to Disney World, there's there's a ride called like what was it it's called Soaring, and they recently revamped it. But it, originally it was like you were flying over different scenes in California, and one of them like you were going over an orange grove, and they just pumped in orange smell and it, you know to enhance the experience, which is essentially what. We're talking about with that sort of. Well, isn't technology. that what a four D movie does? Like a four, you know, in the four D movies, like it'll snow in there, and I believe they also like sure. in a car chase, you'll smell burning rubber. Yeah, same same idea. But I mean, so this okay. is interesting in that they're going to shove an electrode up your nose, but I can't imagine people going on uh, multi sensory experience digital dates with with an electrode shoved up their nostril. Hey, babe, great to see you. Hold on. And we'll get to the restaurant. <laughs> I just, I just really want to smell you right now. Let me just cram this up. I, I just, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Someday when they're able to implant a patch on the, on the, on the, on the inner membrane of your nose surgically when you're a child or something, like, sure, maybe once we're all cyborgs, that'll work out great. But until then, um, again, there are other senses to work on. Uh, what would DDT pod smell like? I'd like to think that due to the abundance of baking items that Mrs. Manson brings in, I would like to think that DDT Pod smells like freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. But realistically, it probably just smells like a couple of middle-aged men sitting around in, uh, you know, their apartments in squalor. I believe one of us has an apartment. and one... I think what you're saying is your half smells like baked chocolate chip cookies my half smells like whatever fruit remnants i put in the trash can and have yet to take out bananas from three days ago <laughs> and it smells does why does why does tc's podcast always smell like a chinese restaurant <laughs> <laughs>
Now that's actually not a bad idea. Because Thursdays soup? are wonton soup days. Ooh, that I like. Other uh, podcasts. What about other podcasts? I have no idea. I feel like New Age Insiders would smell like stale beer. I don't know why, but I just sort of feel like, you know, that, that, that smell that you get when you're sitting behind that guy who just came back from concessions with his eighth beer. And, you know, he's so drunk, he's sort of spilling it all over himself and the ground. And you just got to when you're at a wrestling show, I feel like that is what the New Age Insiders I, I, I feel like there's... And know, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean, like, you get that full fan crowd experience from them. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we need to involve Mrs. Manson in the... Nope. Keep her here, please. Keep her here. Uh, first question. First question. What do, how would <laughs> I want to start with? Yeah. Uh, first question. Would you have ever gone on a digital date that involved smelling? Would you ever have gone on a digital date that involved virtual smelling? I'll try anything once. Now, imagine that this involves sticking a 10-inch electrode up your nostril. (laughs) I'd try it. She's game, folks. Uh, My next question, and this is, she does not need to answer this. Um, what's the weirdest thing she's tried once? He says you don't have to answer this, but what's the weirdest thing you've tried once? <laughs> um, eating octopus? Lies, but acceptable. Um, and then I'd like to know how her Thanksgiving was. How was your Thanksgiving? It was lovely. Fun was had by all the Mansons. How was that cranberry sauce? I like it. I was raised in a full cranberry, real cranberry sauce household. I'm used to it. Others are not used to it and want their jello cranberry can. It tastes like crap. Everybody's got their preferences. Was there orange zest in it? There well, there was whole oranges in it, so What? Not a whole whole orange orange in it? But like like it was like quartered or something, like big chunks. We're involved in the cooking process. Cranberry sauce is not supposed to be chunky. Well, it comes out of the actual sauce, but during the preparation, when it's simmering, there's like big chunks of orange in there. Okay. Okay. I still probably wouldn't like it, but okay. It's disgusting. It's delicious. Lies. (laughs) What'd she bring you? Uh, This is a mug of hot cocoa. Thank you, UK besties for probably requesting this. That's a lie. I requested it. I totally just texted her and was like, Coco? <laughs> and she delivered, folks! High five. What'd she get at Taco Bell? She had a cheesy gordita crunch. It's her favorite. I love that you went to Taco Bell. That's so funny. All right, Mrs. Manson, we love you. You're all set. DC releases you from... From this experience. I have a crying Oscar. Yeah, he is crying. Bye. We love you. We love you. He loves you. Oh, um, DC. She has blue you a kiss. Um, I'd like you to know that um, our puppet friend says hello. Hello, puppet friend. Where did you see him? He was at my school today doing a show. Oh, cool. I remember you saying they were coming, but 
I forgot yeah, when. It was today. It was fun. That's cool. Our next our next email comes from Che, and it is called Lars. Hey, guys. Just wanted to know what you made of all the reports surfacing on Twitter about Lars Sullivan the last week or so. Do you think it will affect his push at all, or is he set to fill the shoes of Braun or Roman while they are out on Raw for the foreseeable future? Also, any new ideas on categories for the annual DDT Awards? All the best! Che! Exclamation point! Sign for my Samsung Galaxy smartphone. Um, well, let's start with Lars. Uh, it's unfortunate that as soon as something nice happens to someone, it seems like people tend to drudge through their entire history to look for something negative. Um, let's pretend for a moment that someone <laughs> were listening to this show who has no idea what the Lars Sullivan reports might have been that surfaced this last week or so. Sure. I mean, not me. Well, you don't have to tell me, because obviously no. I know. Of but course. if there was someone listening who didn't know... Sure. Yeah. We, we, we want to assume this is everyone's first episode. Someone might be listening to this who's never watched wrestling before. Um, so, Lars Sullivan is... The promos have started. He's going to get called up. We're not sure which brand. The, the promos are actually happening on both, which I kind of like. Cool. So... Um, but people went through his Twitter and found some uh, tweets that were, I believe, uh, somewhat racially insensitive. Um, something that, I again, I don't know the full story, but, you know, just things that you wouldn't want your newest WWE superstar tweeting about. It's from four or five years ago, perhaps. Um, okay. I think. Context I think, matters a lot to me. Um, and we, uh, not just context of the remarks, but also, you know, the, the time frame. four or five years ago, isn't that long ago. So I don't know, not winning too many points there, but again, context can be pretty important. You can say things and not mean them as they are literally, um, represented. You know what I mean? So apparently it wasn't even on Twitter. It was on some sort of bodybuilding message board. Okay. Um, from April 2011, so seven years ago. Okay. Uh, posted a rather controversial political message. He gave his opinion that, and I quote, some blacks want to take advantage of their great-grandparents' misfortunes, end quote. But he also went on to give his two cents on immigration, and he had a controversial view of that as well. Quote, when immigrants, particularly of the illegal persuasion coming from our neighbors down south, hear that we are the land of the free, to them that means they get free stuff, end quote. Okay, so I mean, in fairness, uh, those are relatively insensitive things to be saying, and they do, I would say, disparage entire races of people, potentially. Um, so yeah, that's... That's fairly not good no it is fairly not good um there's no racial slurs in right, it which is you know and, a positive but yes but at the same time um i'm not a fan of it no. it doesn't it doesn't jive with my political beliefs but i think what this comes down to for me is i love lars sullivan i've loved him since i first saw that picture where his hand was wider than finn balor's torso but I know he's never going to be a huge star 
in WWE. I kind of want to see a picture of him just like going to town on a giant salad or something. He's Mantar? Is uh, that what you're saying? If he were to become the heir apparent to the Mantar mantle, I'd be okay with that. That's it. I think his, you know, I didn't think Braun Strowman had a high ceiling. I've been proven relatively wrong. I don't think Lars Sullivan has a high ceiling. I think he's, I think corporate Kane, not regular Kane, corporate Kane would be shooting the moon for him. To be that kind of like muscle, the big guy who is more eloquent. Um, So I don't think it's going to affect his push at all, especially since... It's possible that people in WWE might agree with him. And on top of that, like, honestly, I don't necessarily feel like the WWE is the most um, – I don't know the right way to say this is. But I, I don't think that they care. It's not that no, they don't care, but, it, you know – um. I, I think what will happen is they'll care, care enough to say, okay, we were going to have you debut uh, probably in late December. Um, maybe you were going to show up at TLC and attack Braun Strowman or something like that. Uh, we're going to wait. You're going to show up at the Rumble. Because it's already not as big of a news as it was two days ago. Three or four weeks down the road, no one's going to remember what Lars Sullivan said on a bodybuilding message. I actually thought it was relatively. I don't know. This makes me come across like some sort of. Um, I don't know. It, it makes me feel like I'm coming across as some sort of like su- white supremacist or something to say this, and I, I hope not. But like, I was surprised that they excommunicated Hulk Hogan for three years. You know what I mean? As a result of what he said. I don't think that makes you out to be a white supremacist. I think it means WWE tends not to punish people for the, like. Is it right? Because it's correct. It's not like I don't think it's a big deal personally. Like it's they don't think it's a big right. Deal. Right. That's it. That's it. You know, the, the people, you know, we've had many op- opportunities and examples of people who have said things. And WWE maybe doesn't turn a blind eye to it, but they're certainly – they're not the company that is putting themselves forward. They just went to Saudi Arabia. They're, they're not putting themselves on the front lines of political correctness. No, certainly not. So I don't think this is going to matter that much at all. But again, I love Lars. I don't think he's got – I don't think he's a future world champion. You know, he's he's a dominant U.S. slash intercontinental champion at best, that's my view of him. And I'm happy to have him be that. You have frozen. Just so you know, can't see you, can't hear you. Hi there. There you are. I lost you for like the last 20 seconds or so. I lost you for a while there too. What were you saying? I was quiet the entire time because you were talking when we lost connection. Would you like to stop and go back? Do you want to stop or go back? I'm open to it, but otherwise I'm happy to push through because... That's what this show frankly, is now, isn't it? I don't think a lot of people care. <laughs> so, uh, any new categories for the annual DDT Awards? I, I feel bad because I think it last snuck year, up on me. I think last year we had already 
a category list and we were populating it by this point in time. Yeah, I feel like it snuck up on me. The whole holiday snuck up on me. Um, you know, I usually get the DDT poll up and running by now. That hasn't happened yet. So I'm I haven't given a lot of thought to the DDT awards. You never do. Would you still would you still like to do them? Uh yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Um, I'm not 100% no. sure it's all going to be about wrestling this year, but, you know. I think the question is, what are your besties? What are your ideas for categories for the annual DDT Awards? What should we talk about? You know how this works. And if you don't, uh, some examples of who, the Triple H Memorial Award for best hair is a category. I believe you mean the Triple H Ponytail Memorial oh, Award. forgive me. The, uh, I don't know if we've given it the Roman Reigns Memorial Award for Wettest Wrestler. I don't think it's Memorial is uh, quite appropriate for that one yet. <laughs> oh, man. People are going to be like, I missed it when you guys couldn't hear us talk to each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you have ideas for silly categories for us to talk about for eight or nine hours at a time, podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Uh, Danielle has four questions. At this rate, by the way, we are not going to get through all these emails. <laughs> or we're just sure going to have one oh. monster show. We, we had talked about potentially recording a list after this. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But then again, I got nothing but time, so it's all you. Hello, gentlemen. December starts this Saturday, which means the annual DDT Awards. <laughs> Since I love how this works. I love this. I love the show. Since wrestling is still somewhat discussed, I wonder if you guys have considered making a non-wrestling category or two. Possibly a category for best event of the year, person of the year, and the person of the year award goes to the worst person of the year. On Monday, I had the N64 Lego Racing video game music stuck in my head until today. That prompted me to listen to Crash Bandicoot 3 theme and various other themes. Then it led to me listening to Sims music for an hour and downloading the Sims mobile on my iPad. I miss playing video games. Links below to play the Lego racing audio over the air. I decided to link the builder's music instead of the 30-minute loop of the menu screen. You can decide if you want to put this in. Yeah, I don't even know what she's talking about. As not an owner of an N64. This has got some, uh... This has got some whimsy. Alright. I'd like to point out if that song was stuck in my head, I would jab an ice pick into my ear. <laughs> um, I still don't own a video game system at the moment, but I've considered getting a PS4 in the future. Last year, I asked you guys if I should get a PS4 or Xbox One. After doing a bit of research, I'm considering getting a PS4 in 2019. Two video game questions for the week. What are the best and worst video game music? Uh, the best video game music is the theme from Super Mario Brothers. da 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 this is bad, but I I have the theme. 
do 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 is this tetris yeah. do 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 that's the one that do, first came do, to do, mind do 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 yeah yeah, See, yeah. Uh, that that music is also awesome yeah um the worst video game music i'm gonna go with lego racers for <laughs> 64 that's not a bad that is not a bad uh nomination any games on PS4 worth looking into? As I don't own a PS4, I'm going to have to uh, send this one over to... Well, and again, here's the nice thing, Danielle. You're going to luck out because since you don't have a PS4, you've missed out on a lot of games. Let me again go to my list here. Um, these are games, not new ones. Red Dead Redemption 2 is the newest one that everyone's talking about. Um, you could look into God of War if you wanted another modern game. But people were recommending Horizon Zero Dawn. She's looking for a game or two I can play with others online. I will attempt to tell you if any of these games have significant online components as you go through them. Um, Horizon does not. GTA 5 does. GTA 5 does, yes. As does Red Dead 2. It's in beta right now, but it would be a similar experience. You could pick up up Fortnite, which is online. And free. Um, And free. Uh, Overwatch is a game people have recommended that I might be interested in. I've watched some videos. I don't know if I'd like to play it. The thing it, with Overwatch is people have been playing that game for so long now. I feel like if you haven't played that game, you're just going to get the floor mopped with yourself. Probably true. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've always wanted to play that game, the racing, not the racing game. You're in a car, but you're playing like soccer. Oh, yeah. Rocket League. Yeah. That looks yeah, that's supposed that to be fun. quite good. I've never played it, but Um So yeah, so there's some other ones, you know. The uh, one thing I will mention The Last of Us. I know you said you've already considered a PS4, but I will just say, um if you haven't made up your mind because this is like where your friends are, certainly if your friends are on PS4, by all means get a PS4. But Xbox is doing some real interesting stuff right now. Um they have this thing called Game Pass, which is like I think it's like uh, ten dollars a month, but they frequently goes on sale where it's like sixty dollars for a full year, and basically it's this, it's a service where you can download the games. You're not streaming them; you download them and you play them locally. But it's a bunch of games from their past catalog where once you, it's kind of like Netflix. You just have access to all of these games. Um, and there's a lot of pretty good games on there. In fact, the other thing about it is. Microsoft has also committed to all their first-party games, um, so this is just the ones that they develop and publish, are going to be on Game Pass day one. So instead of going to GameStop and paying 60 bucks, it's just included in your membership fee. Um, so, again, if you're not already bought into an ecosystem, I would say that Game Pass, if you're willing to spend that $10 a month or, again, a year for 60 bucks, it's actually a really awesome value especially if you're interested in the games that are part of its catalog um just throwing it out there and if you're looking for games to play online i would look to see what p you know put a quick poll out and find out which you know if you're looking to play with besties or with people in the neighborhood find out which device most people have and get that but that's a good point i know i don't know anything i've never owned an xbox in my life i've owned ps playstations since the inception so I've never had an Xbox. I had a PlayStation remember- 3, but the thing I determined was I really hate the DualShock controller. I don't like the analog sticks both being 
low on the center of the controller. It's just not comfortable for me to do, and I never got the hang of using it, which is why I went to uh, the Xbox this generation, and I like the controller that, a whole lot more. That controller, I'm the, again, I don't have a lot of experience with the Xbox controller. It seems too bulky for me, but I again, I should probably actually play it for a while. And finally, yesterday I got an email that a tote bag I ordered on Etsy three years ago was finally being shipped from Germany. It's being sent to my previous address. I find it funny because I totally forgot that I ordered an iHeart Deutschland tote bag. Hopefully redirecting any mail of mine from that address to mine will work. I feel sorry for those working in the post offices this season because it's so many people stressed over packages. So, what are some post office or online ordering mishaps you've experienced over the years? It's eggnog season, Danielle. Yes, I know. I don't know if I've had a lot of post office mishaps. I, for a little while, was deciding to unload some of my effects on eBay and... um half.com when that was a thing now of course that's owned by ebay but um so at this time i think i was selling most of my games that i had uh for the nintendo wii and i i sold a copy of twilight princess i believe zelda twilight princess for a decent sum of like 35 dollars or something and you know i sent it out and after a certain amount of time, the person claimed they never received it and refunded all their money. And so then I was out my game and I didn't get paid for it. And that sucked. And then I stopped selling things online. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Matthews has a lot of that because she does have an online business. And and uh, now I just throw things away when I'm done with them. Is that wrong? Again. To each their own. Do what works. Do what works for you. Find you're happy. But um, yeah, you know, I I had that. I sold a couple of things. Just like I think I sold it to like Amazon. I like traded stuff in. Um, but no, I was selling my DVD collection back when I had a lot of DVDs and VHSs, and I was selling that. But I I didn't want to put my personal information there, and I didn't have a PO box, so I just tried being really vague with my return address. And I got yelled at by the mail lady. Nice. You can't do this. You people got to know who. Well, no, that's not. People need to know who sent you these. Who sent them these things? Why? And I was like, okay. I just. What if you just outside. didn't I said, put a return address? I just said, okay, great, thanks, and I walked outside and I dropped it in the blue thing, and it. I honestly don't see why that matters. I got the money for it, so clearly it got delivered. But I don't know. But that was it. Danielle, as always, your questions are fantastic. Here's an interesting one. We might need to table this because I got a, t- a tweet from, I believe it was at Planet WrestleTopia, who was like, hey, can I email you links to our comic book? We're doing a wrestling comic book. When a disgruntled pro wrestler declares himself galactic champ of the universe, a planet of alien wrestlers views it as an act of war. And so I gave them our email and they sent us two issues of this comic book. Um, so you clearly don't have to read it if you don't want to. I'll take a look. Oh, no. I'm reading this. Right now? Uh, not right now, but I'm going to uh, put it on my iCloud drive, and I'm going to send it on over to my iPad, and I'm going to read through these digital comics. 
yeah, I think I think we'll read through this and we'll talk about it on a future show. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's but just read you, the email Ed. real quick. Dear DC, attached are the first two issues of our comic book Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia. When a disgruntled pro wrestler declares himself galactic champ of the universe, a planet of alien wrestlers views it as an act of war. We'd be honored if you have if you ha- we'd be honored to have you consider them for review. Best regards, Ed. So uh, thank you, Ed. We're going to take these uh, out. We will... we'll, uh, we'll talk about them next week, baby. Yeah. I love that people are sending us stuff to review. If you have something that you'd like us to review and talk I'm about. I'm going to do it right now. I just downloaded them. I'm going to just I'm just going to put them right on copy. I was going to say, don't read them right iCloud. now. Uh, while you're doing that, I will read the eighth email, I think. I don't remember. It might be the ninth. But this comes from our good buddy, Kev. Hi, guys. Sorry for lateness of the email. Got a lot going on personally. Listening to the weekly podcast that I've been accustomed is helping me separate from all the other crap going on. Thank you, Kev. Kev, you are welcome. We are happy to be a distraction for you. Uh, Our next email, people just started feeling bad for us. So this comes from Chip. I have no question. Just wanted to help you get a baker's dozen. A baker's dozen! From Chip. Thank you, Chip. Uh, I enjoyed eating chicken tenders with you in Boston. In your hotel. But we were in Boston. Yeah, but you were in the Irish pub in the lobby of your hotel. Correct. Uh, our next <laughs> email comes from from Nate, and there is no subject. What about Glenn? WCW. Good evening, gentlemen. If WCW had oh, I won did skip one. the Monday Night Wars, sorry, Nate. <laughs> if WCW had won the Monday Night Wars, do you think that Starcade would have been looked upon in the same way WrestleMania is? And which, if any, of the original WCW pay per views would you like WWE to bring back, but in its original form? Thanks, as always, Glenn. Halloween Havoc. Yeah, that's clearly the answer. Um, yes. If WCW had won the Monday Night War, Starcade would be that. But I also think WrestleMania is such a household name. It was even, I think if WCW had won, they would have co-opted WrestleMania. When do you think, I don't know this, when was the first Starcade? 83, before WrestleMania. Yeah, see, it never broke through in the same way. Um, no. So I, I, I don't know. I think WrestleMania. No, I just always find it funny that 83, the year of our births, was also the year of the birth of the the wrestling super show pay-per-view. Sort it was of thing, also so. the birth of Ric Flair. Yes. He is clearly 35 years old. The next one comes from um, Nate. There no we go. subject. Hello, my good lads. It's been a really strange and frustrating few weeks in wrestling. Since I haven't been super positive, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I only have one question this week. One, if you could change one thing about the WWE right now, what would it be and why? Hope you both have a great rest of your week. Your resident Minnesotan, Nate. Nate's from Minnesota. Well, you're not watching. He is. You're not watching wrestling right now. Yeah, but if I could change one then- thing about the WWE right now... It would be for no one on the roster to be injured anymore. Ever? Yeah. 
or just right Let now. Let him do moonsaults off the top of the building and have no negative consequences on it. Ever. So your so your answer is God mode. Is what you're My going answer is magic, for. but you know, he said if I can change you're going anything, for I you're going for IDDQD. Yeah, 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 why not? Is what you is what you're as opposed to for. IDKFA, which is when you can walk through walls. No, I believe that was unlimited ammo and unlocked all the guns. Oh, yeah, ID clip. Oh, I th- oh that was yeah. It. That was I think there was another it. alternative to ID clip though that was more obscure. But yeah, and anybody has no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> cheat codes from the PC version of Doom. Yeah, yeah, Doom. Doom Two scared the hell Dude, out of me. I, yes, the 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 music in those games were full of sound effects, like the snarling of, of monsters mm-hmm. and creatures, and so you would hear the these awful gurglings and snarls and grunts and things, even if you'd already cleared the level of all the enemies. And it used to make me so paranoid. I hated playing the games with the sound on. Well, and and. Even with, like, I played it with God mode, so you couldn't die, but I still just, you would see the, like, the red, I don't remember what it was called, but the red sphere with the eye and the mouth, I I don't remember uh, which one. Caco Demon. Yeah. Like, I had nightmares about some of these monsters. Yeah, Doom is a good game. You want to talk about some good uh, video game music, there's some good, there's some good music in Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Um... What would I change with the exception of God mode? I would make Asuka um, the champion, the universal champion. So let's, let's champion. talk about that before I get to my – before I get to my um, – you've been out of the loop for a couple of weeks now and now we come to find out Asuka won a battle royal on SmackDown. It is going to be Asuka versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in an actual TLC match at TLC. Uh-huh. Does that make you want to give them back their nine ninety? It does not. Only because my assumption is Becky Lynch is injured to the point where they won't actually clear her to wrestle a singles match, and Oscar's only being put in there so that Charlotte can sort of win without actually taking any heat away from her feud with Becky at this time. So no, it really doesn't entice that, me at all. That is probably fairly accurate. I don't know. I'm excited about it, but that's a very good point. I don't think a lot I mean, of people even if are Becky's about not injured, even if Becky retains, again, it's sure. Oscar's only there to lose. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. it. It sounds interesting to me. If I could change one thing about the WWE right now, it would be um, I would get rid of uh, a good portion of their house shows. And I would I would just cut it down. Everything would be cut down. Raw back to two hours, less house shows, and probably less pay per views. Yeah. Just and maybe that's my way of trying to get God mode, but like more time off for these talents and these writers so they can do their jobs. Better. I think I would if I could do anything, I'd put NXT on television and uh make it the brand. And get rid of everything else, <laughs> and like let Oscar <laughs> and Tyler Breeze and uh, Ty Dillinger and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Neville all go back sure. to NXT, and they could they could really benefit from having a third brand. And I know that seems silly, but they, the roster is deep enough you could spread out the talent and give more people a shot. And I think people would be and honestly that right. was one of the reasons why I ended up canceling the network. Is I like NXT. Don't get me wrong, but. 
again, as we've talked about on the show, I can't invest in it as a brand because I know periodically they're just going to decimate all of the talent leading to a three month period of garbage while they rebuild themselves pretty much on an annual basis. You're looking at it right now. Right now, the big names, Ciampa, Gargano, Black, Undisputed Era, Ricochet. The end of 2019, I'm going to say more than half of those aren't on that brand anymore. Right. And they're all probably not going to be anywhere because they're going to go to 205 Live or someplace where I ain't ever going to see them anyways. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I wish that was a real brand so I could invest in it. I wound, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but my PlayStation View is can't, has been expired because the credit card that I had used was expired, um, and I'm not going to bother to refill it because I'm going to, you know, I'll watch it on Hulu or I'll watch it on the clips on YouTube and probably be just as happy. Uh, Simon says hello. We haven't heard from Simon, Simon says. in a while. Greetings from Windy Rainy Manchester. I heard your call. I saw your bat signal. And like the caped crusader to DC and Doc's Commissioner Gordon, I am here. But like Emma, when her new gimmick was scrapped seconds into its launch, I am leaving again. <laughs> I shall one day return, for DDT is my spiritual home. Fake sport. I miss Simon. We miss you, Simon. Thank you for the yes, email. Yes, thank you. Uh, Kevin Johnson sends a second email that says, "I think I'm. I think I think you're Commissioner Gordon." And I'm more like Barbara Gordon. Your Batgirl? I'm thinking more like Oracle, but yeah, sure. I'm paralyzed in a wheelchair and just, you know, doing all the computer stuff. And I'm just standing on a roof in the rain? Yeah, but you got a sweet stash. I do have a sweet stash. You do. All right. Kevin Johnson sent a second email called... A Baker's Dozen! And it's literally 13 <laughs> dinner rolls. I love him, Kevin. Oh, man. Our, this is the best show. Uh, the final email. We've made it. We've made it. And in surprisingly good time. Yes. Considering. We increased the pace uh, quite a bit halfway through. Yes. Well, and a lot of the, the latter emails were just people going, hey. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> uh, our last email comes from Bestie Brandon called All the Emails. So, DC. I saw you posted that you actually have more than a baker's dozen. I haven't submitted yet, so figured I'd add on and do my best attempt at helping create a DDT show that consists of nothing but emails. It is, after all, your best content and most entertaining segment. You son of a bitch. Anyway... Yesterday was my birthday, and my wrestling friends on Twitter showed me all the love this old man could ask for. I know some listen to this show, so I want to thank all of them while they listen to this wonderful, wonderful podcast. Keep up the work, and please, for the love of God, bring back the list, the list, what, what, the list, sent from my rotary phone. It's impressive, because you got to press the buttons, and well, actually, no, you got to, like, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, I'm not sure you can actually do text dialing from a rotary phone. It's not like you can do the T9 uh, on a push tone. Would Would you like to go record a list right now, or is is this was this enough for you? Um, it's not that necessarily this was enough for me, but 
it is bordering on seven o'clock, and it usually takes me about an hour to edit these podcasts together. So sure, you know that's fine. We can we can look at it. We can touch base later. That's fine. In the interest of All actually right, getting then, this show up before tomorrow. In which case, I need a piece of positivity, sir. Ooh, piece of positivity. Hmm. You know, um, I recently saw a a brand new picture of uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the new legendary film. Uh, and Godzilla is back looking thick. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I am looking forward to the sequel to the American uh, Godzilla film. It's going to be a good time, I think. Uh, probably when it's out, probably not till next year, but that's got me excited all over again. King Ghidorah is going to be in this one. I'm very glad to hear it. This is, again, a whole separate podcast on this. Um, I'll go with, we got Hulu for Wicked Cheap. Um, and so I am basking. Can I just tell you? In the- I- I'm assuming you got the, the, I'm sorry to cut you off immediately into your thing. That's what I do. I'm assuming. Go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. I'm assuming you got the Black Friday deal where Hulu was 12 months for 99 cents a month. So for less than $12, yes. you got a year of Hulu. Wait, can I tell you? Um, my Hulu that we've been watching um, is going to go away shortly. And I saw that deal and I looked at the shows that I currently watch on Hulu. And then I said to myself, Self, am I able to upgrade this 99 cent deal on hulu to the plan where i don't have to watch commercials and in their infinite wisdom hulu had an faq right on that deal site saying no you cannot just upgrade if you want to upgrade to the plan without commercials you have to give up the deal pricing you can't just pay the difference you have to pay the full price to not watch commercials and i said to myself my desire to not watch commercials is greater than the cost of that deal in savings is worth to me for the value I get out of watching the shows that I watch via that service. Which is a long way of me saying I didn't bite, I probably should have, but man, I hate commercials. How do you do it? What's nice about it is I'm watching on the PlayStation and it tells you in the upper left-hand corner how many seconds you have of commercials. Uh-huh. And it's often 90. Yes. Which is usually about as much time as it takes for me to go to the bathroom or to go fill my cup. So I just, I just, I often I just don't like being interrupted. How do you like I being understand interrupted? That. <laughs> for some reason, I'm used to it. <laughs> Um, so I I don't mind as much the annoying part for me is I'm watching I'm back into a bit of Fry and Lori I'm back into Blackadder I'm back into Who's Line and at Who's Line especially there might be entire segments where there's like two or three games that I'm like I don't care and I'll fast forward and fast forward and fast forward and the annoying part is when I go from one commercial to the other commercial without watching anything in between Yeah, that part is a little vexing um, but I'm loving it. Like that, that sort of sensibility, you know, we've, we've heard from our UK besties a lot that we tend to have some UK sensibilities in our show and in our senses of humor. And so I am delighted. I might try some of the other shows that they recommend. Um, I like that it keeps a tab, like I have my own profile and it keeps a tab on 
you're at this episode in this show and this episode in this show and this episode in this show, this show. I might try some of the other ones, see if I like them, but uh, I'm, I'm loving it. So, <sighs> but yes, the commercials can be vexing, but I listen with headphones usually and I just take the headphone out and go about my business. And, but thank you for letting me get through all of that without interrupting. That was so kind of you. I figured out about two thirds of the way through what you were doing and I was like, I'm just going to keep talking. I really tried for your sake and mine. There, there are some times and I love when like when you were talking about the sound earlier, there are times where I'm just like, I don't remember the last time I said anything. <laughs> You're welcome. But I, I, hey, I, I think part of this show is is Doc's thoughts, and again, you were well, you were explaining the subwoofer to those people who don't know what a subwoofer. Not is. you, I mean, um, clearly. Oh, yeah, of course, right. I, I, I woof it up. Um, but again, I think it's very educational. You you have a fat you are a fountain of knowledge on a wide variety of topics. And I enjoy that you get to share that with the world. So my second piece of positivity is you. <gasps> I've waited 155 episodes. And it's finally happened. <laughs> DDT Pod is over. What? I am the piece of positivity. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> All these years wasted. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air and become one of our Baker's Dozen, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to our other 154 episodes as well as episodes of the list, and I swear to God, Brandon, we will bring back the list at some point. We're working on it. Um, you can do so by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast directory of choice, such as Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send just a tiny bit of financial contribution to DC and Doc to help keep the podcast a-chugging along. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we love you for all the emails. Won't you be our bestie?